Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Carolina, Carolina, heaven's blessings attend her. While we live, we will cherish, protect, and defend her. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't mean any disrespect, but I'm just not feeling it. Let's try this instead. Sweet Caroline, good times never seem so good. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 182, week 5 recap of the 2018 Alabama turkey season. And I am your host and the guy who's starting to think that he may go over in his home state this season because we are only 12 days, 22 hours, 59 minutes, and 38 seconds away from from the end of spring turkey season in Alabama. All right, so I hope you don't mind me having a little fun there at the intro, but I've got to quit playing around now. I've got a long show for you guys today, and let's get right into the recap of week five. Okay, on Thursday, April the 12th, I hunted some public land north of Birmingham, and I heard zero. I did, however see some gobbler tracks in an area, and so that may be a place that I revisit next week one day. It didn't happen this week, and hopefully nobody kills him between now and then. On Friday, April the 13th, I did not hunt because I was leaving at noon that day for North Carolina. Now, to pick the story up from here, I want to bring in Cameron, the former Turkey Hunter podcast intern. So, Hang on a second here, and let me bring Cameron in to tell you a little bit about our hunt in North Carolina. 
Hey everybody, I am excited to tell you that I have on the line with me tonight the former The Turkey Hunter Podcast intern, Cameron Weddington. And Cameron and I are going to talk about our trip this past weekend to the mountains of North Carolina. Uh, where It was cold. Yeah. A little sneak peek. It was cold. Yes, it was cold. <laughs> it was cold for sure. But... We had a little action going on this weekend, and so I wanted to get Cameron on and kind of talk about that a little bit, relive that, because it's really kind of a wild story about how all this came about. So, Cameron, mm-hmm. how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good. I'm sitting in my house. I got the Cardinals and Cubs game on on mute right now, checking in, tied in the fir- in the third inning starting now, so I'm doing well. Good deal. So you didn't have any paint laying around? Do I? You didn't have any paint laying around the house that you could have put on the wall and watched that dry instead of baseball? (laughs) No. Yeah, yeah. I see how it is. I'm I'm an avid Cardinals fan. It's as exciting a sport as it comes. I mean, football is okay every now and then, but baseball is where it's at. All right. Says the former baseball player. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I might have a little bias. Yeah. So Cameron and I had this trip planned for opening weekend of North Carolina season. Since we came back from our trip to North Carolina last year, where what was the big thing that happened on that trip, Cameron? I missed. Hmm. With a certain brand of shotgun, I will never shoot again because I'm pretty sure the barrels on them are shaped like a banana. (laughs) And mine was a sagging banana that shot in the ground when you shot. Because I, I became a big believer in patterning your gun after last year. Yes, indeed. It's really important. And I'll mm-hmm. touch on it very quickly. If you change shells or you change chokes, or even if you go from buying this year's shells compared to last year's shells from the same manufacturer, you don't know if they changed powder manufacturers. You don't know if they changed pellet manufacturers mm-hmm. you don't know if they change the way they design their pellets yeah. so shoot one shoot your gun please before every turkey season with the it shells that you're fuel. going to hunt with yeah and Put the shells that you're going to hunt with i know they're expensive but if you're like me and you climb up a mountain in north carolina and you've been walking a bunch of miles and you miss the turkey you'll have wished you had shot one of those expensive shells no doubt no doubt so We had that trip last year, had a good time. We actually heard quite a few turkeys. The only turkey we... a bunch. Yeah, yeah. The only turkey we had in range was the one that you missed. And, of course, I'm not taking a jab at you for missing because... No, absolutely. Mine are recorded. So (laughs) there's audio proof and some video proof of me missing turkeys. So... Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed about and no reason to give anybody a hard time because, well, if you haven't missed one and you're going to give somebody a hard time about missing one, then I'm just going to venture to say that your next opportunity may be a whiff. So yeah. or the turkey gods have miss. a way of making Eventually, that happen. Somehow you're going to miss. Yeah. It looks like it wouldn't be hard to hit them and then you shoot and all of a sudden he flies off and you just can't understand what happened. Yes, indeed. So based on our experience last year, Cameron and I picked opening weekend 
of North Carolina season to go because we felt like the birds would be less pressured and that they would be easier mm-hmm. to call in. And I think that our theory was correct, don't you? Yes, I think so, because last year we heard so many different turkeys, but I don't think a single one ever gobbled back at any hen talk that we threw out. Yeah. They would gobble at crows, and the one that you did call in was just soft clucks and purrs, and he came just easing up silent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we thought, you know, if we can get there opening weekend and get after some birds that hadn't been pressured as much, we felt like we could have some success. But what we didn't plan on, because we had no way of knowing, is that this cold front that dumped snow on a great part of the country was going to roll through this past weekend. And so I guess let's start from the beginning. So we roll into North Carolina Friday evening, and this little piece of property that Cameron and I had picked picked out to hunt, we decided we were going to camp there so that we didn't have to travel, and I was going to get there early enough Friday afternoon to go ahead and get camp set up. We'd spend the night there Friday night, get up, basically we're hunting as soon as we put our boots on and step out of the mm-hmm. tent, we're hunting. And so we thought that'd be cool. Well, that's what we did. Friday afternoon, I showed up in North Carolina about 5.30 Eastern and went into the area where we had picked out and started looking for a campsite. So the campsite that I found was in the middle of one of the roads that runs through the area. Now, this area is gated off, so it's open for foot traffic only. And because it's open to foot traffic only, well, putting a tent or two up in the middle of a road shouldn't be a problem. Plus, this road is almost the only open area around. It's about mm-hmm. the only. Ridges, it's, yeah. Yeah. Ridges on both sides. I mean, you got to basically be on the road. Yeah. Yeah. So in this area where there are not roads, there are trees. There are a few wildlife openings, and they're actually making more wildlife openings in this area. That factors into our story. So I get camp set up. Cameron goes around to a different gate, and Friday afternoon he goes in there and tries to roost a turkey for us. So do you want to tell us about your experience Friday afternoon? Yeah, so I showed up about 7.50, probably right when they're flying up. I came flying up in there and parked at the gate, took my suit off, threw on some hiking boots, and uh, started up the mount- the nearest mountain I could find. And about halfway up, I had to stop for a breather because I was breathing pretty deep and heard a turkey gobble on the next ridge over. And then it sounded like three different birds answered. And then that one... He gobbled pretty good, probably six to ten times uh, in a short period, and then you know he went quiet, and that was that was what I heard. And from where I was, it was a pretty good distance from where we were camping, but it's not terribly far walking wise, and you can hunt from basically that gate all the way to the other gate, which we ended up doing. So we knew where some turkeys were, and we knew there were some turkeys in the woods. That's a huge start. Mm-hmm. We were. Pretty encouraged about the prospects for Saturday morning, except we knew what the forecast was for the weather, didn't we? Yeah, a little windy. Hot and windy. After Cameron gets the turkeys roosted, he comes into camp, and we're talking and 
talking about the turkeys that he heard because I wasn't terribly far from him listening, but I never heard any of those turkeys gobble. Yeah, you heard me owl and crow, but didn't hear the turkeys gobble up. I imagine they were on the back side of the ridge from where you were, so you probably didn't hear them. That's a nice way of saying that you're old and <laughs> you have listened to too much music in headphones too loudly and listened to music too loudly in your car and shot way too many guns without hearing protection in. Well, regardless, <laughs> I know I heard some. <laughs> and I heard yeah. you howling as well. <laughs> so... So Cameron comes in and we're talking about the turkeys and we put together a game plan. We're looking at our OnX map and we see the road that I've got camp set up on runs parallel with the main forest service road that goes in there. Mm-hmm. And Cameron notices that there are some wildlife openings along this road and that the pin that he dropped for one of those turkeys that he heard was at the end of one of those wildlife openings that was on this road. Mm-hmm. So we were actually within, what would you say, three quarters of a mile from this turkey? Yeah. Is where we were Yeah, camping. I mean, we weren't, we weren't terribly far. We just had to go up on the ridge and head towards him, and it, it wasn't... I mean, it wasn't far at all. I mean, not a, not a bad walk at all in the morning. Yeah. So fortunately for us, Friday afternoon, Friday night, the wind didn't blow us off the side of the mountain that we were on. We survived that. It tried. Yeah, it tried. <laughs> that's for sure. We woke up Saturday morning and we walked down to the last wildlife opening and we hoot and we crow and we hear nothing. And so we noticed at this wildlife opening that there was some logs piled up and a skitter parked next to the logs. Mm -hmm. So we decided to walk into the area where they were cutting timber, which was just the ridge top outside this last wildlife opening. So they're creating more wildlife openings is all they're doing. And this little area that they had cut, how big would you say it is? Maybe an acre and a half Mm. acre? Yeah. I mean, probably only 75 yards wide by about a hundred and 25 yards or so, you think? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe a couple acres. So we're standing in that cutover and we're just kind of looking around and looking at stumps and kind of looking at what they're doing. They're cutting this by hand with a chainsaw, and then they drag the logs out. So you know, that's a pretty interesting way, at least for me, living in Alabama, to see people log because it's so mm-hmm. mechanized where we are. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So we're standing there, and we're calling every now and again. Cameron's got this new diaphragm call that he's just super excited about, and he's convinced that it mesmerizes these turkeys, and they can't resist it. Well, we found one. Yeah, we found one that did mesmerize, because out of nowhere, while we're standing in this clear cut, we hear a turkey gobble. And so Cameron and I both look at each other, and it was like, all right, let's go. So we start walking in that direction, and we walked, what, maybe 50 yards, and you called again? Yeah. And he answered again. Mm-hmm. So. Not far. Yeah, he's he's maybe a couple hundred yards away. And yeah. so we're on this ridge. We are at the very end of this little clear cut that they've just opened up. Ahead of us is a little saddle. How long would you say the saddle is? Maybe 150 yards, 100 yards? Yeah, I'd say about. Mm -hmm. And then coming off that saddle, it goes up to another ridge 
that runs perpendicular to the saddle that we're on. And that turkey is over that perpendicular ridge. And so I knew that we had to get on top of that ridge because if we had set up in this saddle, that turkey was going to step up on top of that ridge and he was going to drum and strut and show off and gobble up and down, up and down, up and down that ridge, and we were never going to get an opportunity at him. So we start off into the saddle. We get about halfway through the saddle, and Cameron says, where do you want to sit? I said, well, I want to sit where I can shoot that ridge top. I don't want to have my eye level not be able to see the top of that ridge where that turkey may stick his head up. Because if the turkey can see over the ridge and into the saddle and not see a hen, there's a good chance he's not coming. So I oh. wanted wanted to be where I could see that. So Cameron picked a tree. I picked a tree. And I started crawling to my tree. No yeah, sooner. I was probably, what, 20 yards behind you? Yeah, you, you were 20, 25 yards behind me, not far at all. You, and you had a nice big oak tree, and I picked out a nice big oak tree. And these woods are so open that... I mean, so open. There's no foliage on the trees there. Everything is still barren. And like a lot of our national forest, there's no underbrush. There's no brows to speak of. Mm-hmm. So this area is very open. And I'm crawling to my tree. Cameron's already set up on his tree. I'm crawling up to my tree. My hand touches the base of that tree. And I'm about to drop my cushion and scoop my butt up against that tree. And I hear in the leaves. And it was very dry Saturday. Mm-hmm. You could hear rustling in the leaves a long way. And so as soon as I heard that, I look up and I see a turkey head dart off the ridge away from us. We were busted. So I jump up as quick as my old bones can jump and I run up to the top of the ridge just in time to see the gobbler land on another hillside about 125 yards from us or from me. So I turn around and walk down there to Cameron and that was that was the hunt and it it was just that was it (laughs) yeah i mean we had we sat down 60 seconds sooner i would have been set up and that turkey would have walked to the top of that ridge and we would have i mean literally within five minutes of hearing that turkey gobble even less than that maybe three minutes after hearing Mm -hmm. that turkey gobble he would have been dead yeah very close yeah yeah, I was going to say we're at least scared but, to death with a loud boom. As you said, we had to get to the ridge. I mean, we did the right thing. He just beat us there by about two steps. He really did. And I'm sure that he was on the other side of that ridge hearing us walking in the leaves and just knowing that that was a couple of hens coming his direction and he had to get up there in a hurry to see them. Mm-hmm. So that was Saturday morning early. So we decided to, at that point in time, kind of regroup a little bit, and we walked back down the road that we'd walked up from the camp. We walked past the camp, across the main road that runs through this entire piece of property, onto another woods road that runs up to the top of this big ridge. We get to the top of this big ridge, and there's turkey sign everywhere. Everywhere. Probably the most turkey sign I have seen anywhere this season and anywhere in a long time. And it's fresh turkey sign. How hard was the wind blowing up there on that ridge, Cameron? (laughs) It was 
It, it was blowing. I mean, the, the trees were about bent over touching the ground up there. It was crazy. We couldn't hear anything. If a turkey gobbled, I mean, how, how close do you think a turkey would have to be for us to hear him up there? 75 yards? If we heard him, yards? we better, yeah. If we heard him, we better get our guns up to the shoulder quick because he's probably almost in gun range. The wind had to be blowing 25 miles an hour, 30, 35 miles an hour. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty rough so we continue walking down this ridge and we drop off the ridge a little bit now we're getting into an area that we are familiar with we had been in this area last year and i hear a truck a big truck like a diesel truck 18 wheeler driving up a road and i looked over at cameron and i said do you think that's the loggers that are nope coming into this area <laughs> and of course cameron says no 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 way not on, on a Saturday. Saturday. On a Saturday in the opening day of turkey season? No. No. So we keep hunting. We keep walking. And I hear honk, honk, honk. I looked at right Cameron. Right at the gate where the truck is. <laughs> I looked at Cameron and I said, do you think that's loggers honking at us? And Cameron's answer was no. <laughs> so I we swore kept to walking. hunt, man. <laughs> so we kept walking and hunting. Then I hear a, not a diesel truck, but another truck, like a work truck, horn honk two or three or four times. And then about three minutes later, you hear the diesel horn blow again. And I looked at Cameron and I said, that's the loggers. They're at the gate trying to get in because our vehicles had the gate blocked. So that time I agreed with you. Yeah, so not only did we have the gate blocked, but we had the only road going into the area where they were cutting timber blocked with our campsite as well. (laughs) So we come off this mountain, hit the main road that runs through the property, walk to the gate, and we are, I mean, 50, 60 yards from the gate. And Cameron looks at me and he says, how do you think this is going to go down? And I said, it's going to go down one of two ways. Either they're going to be really cool about this or they're going to be a-holes about it. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be an in-between. Yeah, it was one or the other, that's for sure. We got down to the bottom of the hill where the truck is parked, the vehicles are parked. There's three guys standing there. There are two work trucks and actually there's the big log truck there's the truck they use with the the grabber on it to pick the logs up and load the logging truck with it and then they have their flat bed stake body truck as well three guys sitting there with three trucks running and they're standing there with their arms crossed but yet the first thing out of their mouth was i'm sorry <laughs> i was you're sorry yeah, I was expecting them to either be really nice or really mean. I was not. I was expecting a, an expletive in the first words to us, but uh. Yeah, I, I was not expecting them to apologize to us. I was going down there with my hat in my hand to apologize to them, and so they must have apologized. I don't know five times in the five minutes that we stood there talking, mm-hmm. and and I kept saying. I'm sorry, I'm keeping you guys from working. You know, I, I apologize about this. No, we we hunt and we camp and we know what it's like. And I just hate we had to mess up your hunt. I said, it's fine. I work. He works. You work. I know what it's like when somebody messes up my work. I'm not happy. I'm sorry for you know being in the way and keeping you guys from working. 
No, seriously, seriously, it's not a big deal. Did y'all get anything today? No. Well, did y'all hear anything gobble today? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> What other answer is there? <laughs> we are turkey hunters. <laughs> if if anyone ever asks me while I'm turkey hunting if I heard anything, the answer is no. Or, Absolutely. yeah, I heard something to gobble off on the neighbor's property. So one of these three guys looks at me and he says, I noticed your tag on your vehicle is an Alabama tag. Did you really drive all the way here from Alabama to turkey hunt? And I said, yeah. Why? And I said, well, I'm trying to kill a turkey in every state that has turkeys. And Cameron is trying to kill a turkey in every state that has turkeys. And so we both have North Carolina on the list of states that we want to kill turkeys in. And so here we are. Well, that's a long way to come to kill turkey. And I said, it is. But we got to do what we got to do. So we chit-chatted for another couple of minutes, and I moved my vehicle out of the way and Cameron's vehicle out of the way, and we went up to the campsite area, and we moved our stuff out of the road up there. And as we were moving all the stuff out of the road, the guy that had been talking to us said, well, hey, if you guys don't do any good while you're here, then I'll give you my name and number, and you call me, and I'll show you a couple of places that I know are good where I've killed turkeys in the past. And Cameron and I kind of look at each other we're like, heck yeah, this is awesome. Let's, yeah, we'll take you up on yeah. that. I'll never refuse that. No, not at all. So we finish up moving the camp and now they can get their trucks into their work area. But before they do, this one fella says, all right, um, if y'all don't have any luck today, call me tomorrow. Let me get let me get up and go to church and eat lunch and call me after lunch tomorrow. And I'll put you on some spots where I know are good hunting for turkeys. So we said, all right, let's do it. So I said, all right, what's your name? And he looks me right in the eye. And then he looks away real quick and he says, well, everybody calls me cornbread. And I yep. said, and I said, well, Cornbread, it's good to meet you. My name's Andy, and this is Cameron. And I got Cornbread's phone number. So Saturday afternoon, well, that pretty much did 